0: It's the Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Your daily download of X92 Nights X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering
1: affordable customization
0: on your new home.
1: It's Thursday, April 13th, 2023. I'm
0: Beckler. I'm
1: Shauna. You were telling me this morning that it's just bonkers warm out east.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to get up to 29 or 30 degrees in Toronto today. With the humid X, they say like 34, 35 <laughs> it's going to feel like.
1: We are still not having a great spring here. No. Um, still below average. It's just like, even the nice days we've had lately, the wind has been so cold. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been like one day that I would consider to be a nice spring day so far. Yeah. I'm done with it. It's slow. It's coming slowly this year. You can And you can tell, we mentioned this earlier in the air this morning, but you could tell that Environment Canada is doing what we sometimes refer to as the suicide prevention forecast. Yeah. Where they put a nice day a few days out, and then they just keep bumping it back. Mm-hmm. Bumping it back. This is, no, no, two days from now, it's going to be nice. Don't worry. And then tomorrow, This time today, of like, year yeah, is uh,
2: especially important to do that because, yeah, people are just... People are done with it.
1: <laughs> people are down. Yeah. Um, on today's show, we had a good show today, though, I had lots of fun. We're going to talk about the new Dodge Ram EV and what Shauna thought it was when she first saw it. Yes. Constable Chad Peterson from CPS is back to answer your questions about policing another question cop segment and if you listen to the podcast you can also ask Chad questions we compile these questions throughout the week and then we ask Chad when he comes in you don't have to be like listening live to ask him a question so if you'd like to submit a question about policing really anything we'll run it by him and see if he can answer it totally Uh, we're going to talk about how far you've come in your career a new type of snobs where you'd prefer to grow up on a farm in town in the city My mom boofed to Tim Hortons recently. We'll tell you that story. Uh, An etymology, something that seems like every little kid is scared of, and I can't figure out why. One of the funniest weapons we've ever heard used before. Yep. And we'll have Don Cherry comment on the Flames season, which is now over after your out-of-context clip of the show.
2: No, really hammer it. Like, hammer your own back there. Just give yourself a bit of a bruise. There you go. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: The Flames season has officially come to an end. After a win last night. Nice to finish the season on a win. Yeah. Doesn't really matter cuz they no. missed the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which is uh real disappointing because at the beginning of the season, there were quite a few hockey analysts who were calling for the who were predicting that the Flames would be like right there at the end of the like yeah. Stanley Cup finals maybe potential Stanley Cup champions. Yep. Nope. That's why I mean when when you make these predictions that early in the season, it's always a
2: bit scary. That being said, they looked good. They looked great on paper. And it was pretty disappointing for the fans, not to mention for the city. Yep. Like, yeah. Like, not having the Red Mile, and all, it hurts the bars and restaurants downtown, and yeah. Eh. It's
1: just a fun atmosphere. It really is. Playoffs, right?
2: I wanted them to make it so badly.
1: So now we'll have to see if they make any changes during the off season. I know there are quite a few fans who would like to see a coaching change. Yeah. Uh, we talked a bit about that earlier this week on the show, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person whose opinion we didn't get on the Flames head coaching situation... Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: Well, the flame season is officially over after their 3-1 win against the Sharks tonight.
1: Uh, i tell you what, it's not because of Daryl Sutter, a good Canadian kid out of Viking Alberta. Fans call for his job and everything like that. It's ridiculous. Uh,
2: I mean, the team did underperform expectations and some onus does go to the the coach.
1: Oh, look at this. If there's one thing I know, it's coaching and Daryl Sutter's a great coach. Listen to this here after the game. We got that clip of Daryl after the... Where's that clip? Here's Daryl after the game that's it back to the farm D-
2: did he have anything to say to the fans or
1: appreciate the support a, a man
2: a man of few words isn't he don uh,
1: that's how it should be you can't be talking too much there spies listening what gear do you think it is spies support those troops. let's go <laughs>
2: I was reading about swans yesterday, don't don't ask, Uh, but apparently swans are jerks. In fact, there were a bunch of comments from British people talking about how the swan is a national bird, yet it's a huge (laughs) a-hole. I was like, does that sound familiar to anybody else?
1: Sure does. The
2: swan is the British version of the Canadian goose. This is what I've learned. I didn't know that.
1: They're always... They're always portrayed so majestically, you know, floating on a pond. Yes, you know, acting as a boat for smaller creatures.
2: Yeah, is it
1: using their necks to make a heart shape with another swan? The Ugly
2: Duckling becomes a swan, and that's what every girl wanted to be when she grew up—is the beautiful swan. And then here we are—they're jerks. So, (laughs) I didn't know that. It's hilarious though, because both of these birds are protected as well. So I was like, "Why are you a holes? What do you have to be mad about? Nobody can even kill you." (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's not like you've witnessed your cousins being murdered, and you're like you're holding a vengeance against humans or a something gr- like that. A you, grudge, you can't. You're completely entitled. Nobody can touch you. You can just walk around in your swan, old little.
1: Have you noticed that the goose on top of our building is back? Yeah, there's a goose that puts a nest on top of the building where the radio station is here on Seventeenth he Avenue. is terrifying. And yeah. He, he she i don't know Wait, i do not to catch all the difference there it's aggressive whatever it is um like to the point that our balcony up here becomes unusable yes when the the eggs are in the nest because it'll it'll go nuts at anybody who comes, comes an out There is an old video
2: on our youtube channel from way back when when i tried to approach that goose <laughs> and it, there was something that i was trying to get that was over there, like I'd left something and I tried to get close to it. And that thing was, it came after me. Yeah. It was hissing and almost attacked me. And it was, it was absolutely terrifying.
1: And like you said, they're protected. So like, I would just, we could shoot you. Yes. But we can't. No. So you're acting a little tougher than you really are.
2: Yes. Like we haven't done anything to you. Although it's, as we see, so our boss told us this crazy story recently about a guy who grabbed a goose by its neck and was using it as a weapon.
1: Yeah. How did, he, how, how did this go? It was when he was living in Ontario. Yeah. And he said someone came into, was it a bar?
2: A bar. And was holding a goose by its neck.
1: And said, everybody give me your, your wallets or I'm going to, he said, I'm going to kill the goose. Yes, and I was he, like,
2: that was the thing. He said, I'm going to kill the goose. And I was like, it would be much more terrifying if he was going to say, I'm going to let this yeah. goose loose in this bar. Then I'd be, like, then I'd be like, take all my stuff, okay? <laughs> like, take it.
1: Go ahead and kill it. Just don't yes. take your hand off that bird's neck in here. <sighs>
2: Imagine grabbing a swan by the neck doing the same thing. I'll, or else. Like How who wild. does that? How Honestly. wild is
1: Canada Goose as a weapon? Yes. Like wielding it. I'll let this thing go. And you're like, no, we'll that do whatever you want. That happens to like
2: Mary Poppins or something where they use it as an umbrella. Hold it by the neck. And like or what like are we doing bomber. here? a suicide bomber. I'll pull the pin. Crap. I'll let this bird go. You are <laughs> you are special if we're using a goose
1: as a weapon. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Here's a question for you. Why are so many kids afraid of the basement? Like my son Brigham, he's afraid of our basement. He won't even go down there to get toys on his own. Yeah, he needs someone to go with him. Fair. And I remember growing up, I was somewhat afraid of being in the basement by myself. My yeah. brother was even more scared of the basement. He would make my parents if they had if he had to run down to get something, he'd make them stand at the top of the stairs and talk to him the whole time he was down there. Oh yeah, I needed
2: the lights on. for Oh sure. yeah, he'd be yeah. like, "Hi,
1: Dad," and my Dad'd be like, "Hi, Scott," and he'd be like, "Hi, Dad." He's- if I don't
2: come back in 10 minutes, I'm dead down <laughs> here, right. so if he come looking for me.
1: <laughs> if he stops responding, something terrible has happened. You hear me? So you were afraid of the basement too growing up? Yeah, I think everybody
2: is. Why do you think that is? It is dark down there, right? Like, there's never natural light or rarely natural light in a basement, so I think that's part of it. Okay. Like, pitch black, that's always a bit scary. Like, kids are afraid of the dark, so basically, dark. lights. Yeah.
1: Was your basement finished growing up? Yep. Yeah, so was ours. Our, our basement now is finished. It's comfortable. You know, my parents' basement growing up is very cozy. Yeah. But kids are still afraid. I'm still kind of afraid of the basement. Are you?
2: My parents' basement was massive. Like, you go down there and you never know if you're going to come back up or not.
1: I hmm. <laughs> don't know what's hiding down there.
2: Seriously, right? there's all kinds of stuff.
1: I thought maybe it was that, like, you know, for Brigham, that he's on a, a different floor of the house than the rest of the family. Yeah. But we live in a two-story now and he has no trouble going upstairs by himself. It's just downstairs. Yeah,
2: it's just, I think it's because it's darker. Upstairs is more natural light and... Windows and things down there, not so much. Really? I think it's the lack of windows. Hmm. Escape measures, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess once you're down there, there's one way out, right? Yeah. Yeah. You ever been in a house that had two staircases to the basement? No. My friend's house used to have that. It was the best for Nerf fights because... You, do, you wouldn't get trapped down there. You could come up either way.
2: And for when you're in trouble with your parents, they're chasing you. You can go down one and then go back up the other and just keep
1: rotating. Yeah. Through.
2: Oh, yeah. You you can run faster than your parents. A house. And
1: you got more gumption, <laughs> uh, more, more energy. Yeah, a house that, like, where you can go all the way around. Yeah. Oh, My yeah. house was like that growing up. You like, can outrun them. And you was like, I'm probably going. shiftier than you are in, this, yep. in these tight quarters. A kitchen island works really well for that, too. Yes. Which way are you going? Absolutely. Huh. Huh. The bigger the island, the better, because then they can't reach across, either.
2: (laughs) I'm going to run you. I ran a lot of parents.
0: (laughs) The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Etymology with Shauna.
2: I don't know how I came across this yesterday, but I learned the etymology of Argentina.
1: Yesterday. The country.
2: The the country, Argentina. So, it comes from the Latin word argentum, which just means made of silver or silver-colored. And... It all started Uh, when explorers hmm. were given gifts made of silver from the indigenous communities in the area. And from there, explorers were told of the existence of the Silver Hills, which were apparently mounds just filled with silver. So that's what they assumed was all around Argentina was just these silver hills.
1: That's a very beautiful image. Totally. Is that why the periodic... I was just about to say. Symbol for silver is Ag. Ag
2: for argentum from Latin. Yep. Didn't know that. Which again just means silver. So you know it's funny because the periodic table would make a whole lot more sense if we spoke Latin. Still. Whatever. Like why
1: lead is Pb. That's it. All those
2: things that remember (laughs) when you were a kid, you're like, why is it Pb? And now you're like, oh, it's because the Latin word for these things makes a whole lot more (laughs) sense.
1: So my friend is. He's a doctor. He's gone through so much schooling. And he's like, I basically speak Latin at this point from all the the medical terms and stuff that are still in Latin. Seriously. yeah. Uh,
2: And then when you think about it, if you learn French in school, well, silver in French is argent, which is also, Mm. again, argentum. It all makes sense. That means silver. So
1: I didn't learn French in school. No, you didn't. (laughs) Sometimes it
2: shows. So you wouldn't know. But that is a thing that is also uh, what makes more sense now. So there you go. That's what Argentina means.
1: Etymology
0: with Shauna. The and Shana
1: podcast. I was talking to my mom yesterday and she said she had a hard boof at Tim Hortons. Oh. She said she said the word boof too, which was great. That's really funny. Um, since so she was in the drive-through. She wanted an ice cap, but when she got up to the speaker box, she forgot what the drink was called. So okay. she just kind of flailed through the whole interaction. Oh. And she was like, "Yeah, can I get the it's, with, it's the one with the with coffee?" And the guy's like,
2: it's all coffee mail. coffee?
1: Yeah. she's like, "Yeah, with the the cold coffee." He's like, "You want a cold you want a, a cold coffee." And he's like, she's like, "What the the ice in it?" And he's like he's like, "Yeah, that's the cold coffee." And oh, she's God. like, "No, with the the chunk the small chunks of ice, the shaved ice." And he's just like getting so frustrated with her. <laughs> she's sweating. <laughs> She knows she's boofing.
2: That reminds me of the misunderstanding my dad had at the Tim Hortons the one time. <laughs> Did he boof too? Oh my God. It was awful. We were in the car with him and he was getting so mad because, okay, so a double-double is also considered a regular but the size of a coffee can also be considered a regular.
1: So you could theoretically get a regular, regular. Yeah. And that would be a but a real order.
2: Him and the, the person that was on the other end, like were mismatching what <laughs> regular meant. So he's like, Well, I want a regular and the guy is like, Well, what size? A regular. And the guy was, well, what size do you? A regular. And my dad was getting so mad. And there was somebody taking out the trash that also worked at the drive-thru. And they could hear it through the system. And they were just glaring into our car, (laughs) looking at my dad, like, what is going on here?
1: It sounds like that was an honest miscommunication there.
2: Yeah. But my dad shouldn't have gotten quite that frustrated. He got flustered. He got very
1: flustered. Yeah.
2: Yeah, He boofed. And then his boof was boofing. Yeah. My mom was
1: boofing so hard, she said. Just like. It happens. You know when you know? Like, something just slips your brain and you're like, yep. I know this. I've, I've ordered this a million times. It
2: happens to me with names all the yeah.
1: time. Yeah. Somebody who I know and
2: work with every day and I'll be like, what's, what's, that, what's the name of the... What's your name again?
1: Yeah, it's awkward. One time in school, my buddy leaned over and he's like, hey, Beckler, what's that animal with the really long neck? And I was like... Giraffe, mm. And he's like, yeah, that's the one. We've all been there. So, Yeah. You need to have a bit of a brain boof. You Your just hope br- that <laughs> there's nobody else around.
2: <laughs> Can I get a... Uh, and then it gets out of there. And you're like, okay, enough. we're good again.
1: He's like, ma'am, I'll have a cup of hot boof waiting for you. <laughs> and you get up to the window. Boof. The
2: and Shauna
0: Podcast.
1: When I was talking to my mom, she also... So my mom is re- retired, but a few days a week, she helps out this elderly lady named Rosemary. Yep. And uh, they, my mom said when they drive around, they listen to... Our podcast Well that's awesome And I was like Well I was like Is it? I mean you You play our podcast With this Nice This lovely senior citizen In the vehicle with you And my mom said Rosemary's no prude She's like She enjoys the show and Perfect
2: That's yeah. awesome yeah.
1: So uh, I would say That would make Rosemary Our oldest listener Probably She's 82
2: Mmm Yeah probably She probably oldest, would be
1: The oldest his head
2: Yes no. Yep It's okay Yeah There's a strange thing To
1: sure is rosemary yes but god bless you rosemary yeah <laughs> thanks for being on board mm-hmm. you know who else aren't prudes the folks at shane holmes because they've let us tie their advertising into some questionable content <laughs> absolutely for sure <laughs>
2: Even just being head alongside Shane Holmes is with weird, piss you know. Cast all that. Piss cast, yeah.
1: Some of the segues we've We're gotten
2: away with. Real classy here. We've had a lot of fart chatter on the program yeah. recently as
1: well, so. So they clearly are not prudish at all either.
2: No, and actually we've met the two ladies who, or two of the ladies who, you know, work with Shane Holmes, and they're freaking
1: awesome. Yeah. yeah, our contacts. We go out for lunch with them every few months. Yeah, and, uh, and they're both. They're great. Yep. They're great. They offer affordable customization so you can make slight changes to your, your house without spending a ton of money, the amount of money you'd spend if you got a custom floor plan, a custom home designed, which is a really nice option to suit you and your family's needs. ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
2: I know you said, Beckler, your parents didn't allow sleepovers when you were growing up, but right. did, did you ever stay at like family's places? Like no. grandmas or aunts and uncles or anything like that?
1: Not really, no. Really? No, one cousin, I'd occasionally stay at his place, but you was he okay. like close to my parents, so.
2: Well, that's, that counts. Yeah. Um, I, I fondly remember going to my aunt's places, various different places around. My parents would just drop me off for a couple days here or there. Uh, the best one was when they actually sent me out to Calgary To see my aunt who lives there because I was a big snowboarder. Ah. So they gave me for a big birthday gift. They sent me out here and let me spend the weekend with my aunt going snowboarding. (laughs) So that was awesome. But the other one that was one of my favorites was going to my aunt's farm. And it was because we got to go and ride the riding lawnmower far too young. (laughs) and that was awesome and then go see the cows and the kittens and everything about that and it was just there was so much space and so much freedom there yeah and that was awesome that's cool i remember that was my favorite place to go because yeah i would just be like okay go and get lost on the farm for a while Because if me- you're
1: not used to it right
2: exactly but it got me thinking i was like that had got to be the best place to grow up is on a farm
1: you what think you so say? hey
2: i don't know like I don't know for the freedom alone as a kid, I, I just feel like you, there's a little less you know restriction than if you grow up in the city,
1: for sure. But it also comes with I think a lot of responsibility. Yeah, like farm that's kids true. are working from an early age, aren't yeah. they? Like you got chores to do.
2: Mm-hmm. You're and right.
1: You're kind of far away from your friends before you can drive.
2: That is the one thing I thought about. I was like, yeah, as you as a young young kid, it would be awesome, and then maybe after that, not so much because everybody lives so far away from you.
1: Well, I was thinking I, I would. I've always wanted to live on an acreage. Yeah. But even when I was thinking when we were looking to buy here, I was thinking like, oh, can we make an acreage work? But I'd be like, my kids would never get to walk and see their friends, meet their friends at the park, you know, right. walk to the store, walk to school. Mm-hmm. There's none of that. You got to drive your kids everywhere if you're you th- on an acreage.
2: You think about it and like if you live in the heart of the city, especially if it's a big city like Toronto or something like those kids are taking public transit by themselves quite young. Mm-hmm. So I guess there's a lot of responsibility and freedom involved in that, too.
1: Right? Yeah. Yeah. You think that would... And I mean, like, once we hit a certain age, we had free roam of our neighborhood, which was so cool. We would just... We'd get on our bikes and we'd go till we got lost and then try to find our way home. And it was so much fun. Um, I
2: wonder if that would be ideal then, but not like the heart of a a city as big as Toronto. Maybe a suburb almost is is best for kids Mm because... You know, in the suburb, especially because I find there are the young people suburbs, right? Right. There are those places where there are tons of other kids around. And that, of course, is awesome because, as you said, your friends are all around and you can go and disappear and everybody kind of knows each other. Maybe that would be better than a farm.
1: Although when I was growing up, sometimes we would go out to my dad's hometown. My dad was from a small town of about 900 people just outside of Saskatoon. And I always thought those kids had it made. Because, like, the rink was always open. They could go skate whenever they wanted right. at the rink. Uh, they had, like, you know, dirt bikes and stuff. And I was like, this is the best. When I was, like, 10 years old, that's all I wanted to do was muck around with my buddies and but play hockey. But then again, and-
2: as you grow older, you're like, yeah, that wouldn't be so good right. after all. Yeah. Once you're then a you're teenager, like, you're like... Get <laughs> me the frig out of the small town.
0: <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna Podcast.
1: I got a message from a friend of the show, Alan, and he said... I don't know if you guys have done this type of snobs yet, but I went to the zoo this weekend with my sister and brother-in-law and with my new niece, and they were looking at slash judging all the different parents' choices of strollers. Oh, man, there's so many. I'm not sure if you can relate from when your boys were younger, but I couldn't help but immediately think of your guys' snob segment as soon as they said it. Totally. Alan is absolutely correct. Yep. There are strollers that look like they were pulled out of the trash. Yes. Which is what our strollers look like. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, When my kids were young. And then there are strollers that look like a small fortune was spent on them. And you can spend thousands of dollars. The
2: features and the things that come with these new strollers. Like, it's insane.
1: Yes. And like designer strollers to match the rest of the baby's accoutrements. Oh, yeah. All that. Stroller snobs. Mm -hmm. They're a real thing. Oh, It's so good of you to rescue that stroller from the landfill. Very sustainable.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, this is the new automatic walker. It has a retractable roof and it walks itself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, a regular stroller might function the same as a designer stroller. You wouldn't want the other babies to think your baby is poor and a loser. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my stroller
2: is an ATS. That is an all-terrain stroller Sometimes I take it instead of my jeep to go mud (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: well I actually have several strollers to match my handbag and my child's onesie And oh no, they've had a blowout poop again There's poop all over that thing well, my stroller is
2: armored and has a pop-up bunker feature in case we, of course, break out at war in the park. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there's oh, so much poop.
0: Pullout. The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
2: I had this funny moment yesterday, at Beckler. I was on our website and our photo flipped through, and I was like, "Hey, that's us." <laughs> <laughs> and I got
1: on our own website.
2: <laughs> I briefly had a flashback to when I first got in a radio, and the first time I remember seeing my photo up on the website of the radio station, and how cool that was. Mm. It's like that it, it was so long ago that I kind of forgot that feeling. You know, like you kind of forget. You're just like, oh yeah. And then yesterday it was weird. I just had this moment again that flashed back to that. I was like. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Wow. I've done this for a long ass time. Very cool., <laughs> yeah. I remember what was even cooler is the very first time my dad heard me on the radio and he wasn't uh, he doesn't show a lot of emotion and he like doesn't really talk that much and i just remember him being really excited he was like i heard you on the radio and I was like whoa i've never heard you excited like this it was a big moment
1: that's pretty special yeah that is really special
2: yeah i still vividly remember that day when he called and yeah it was like 2am or something and he he tuned in to hear me and it was like yeah
1: i remember um like, by the very first time I was ever on the radio, it was a pre-recorded show. Mm-hmm. So I like went into the station, pre-recorded it, and then I was driving around, and it came on, and it was like, "This is wild! Wa- this is wild!" Like, you I'm turn listening-
2: your public <laughs> radio to us, yeah, and you can hear yourself.
1: I was, it was, and then it like it, it just because at this point, like you don't even think of it. Sometimes I'll be no, at the gym course. or I'll be in a business, and X will be on, and I'll hear myself, and yeah. you, it doesn't even really register. because no. you're just so used to it at this point. I mean, I never take for granted. This position, no, absolutely not, and the the privilege of being able to to broadcast in this this city every day, but nope. um,
2: but yeah, sometimes you forget, you just yeah, you're busy and you do it as a job, just like everybody with their jobs, and you kind of forget sometimes to to pause and take a step back and be like, whoa, yeah, like look at, like, I mean, everybody I think has those moments with work, but everyone's so busy that you kind of forget how far you've come because you've probably come a fair ways from when you began.
1: Probably if you've been at your career for a while, if right? you're you know around our age or older. Yeah. yeah. Take inventory right so now. So it's a
2: little reminder. Think yes. about where
1: you started and where you're at right now. Exactly. And are you doing
2: good? And be proud of yourself. Okay? If so,
1: little pat pat on your back. Exactly. A hey? big a little- pat.
2: A big pat. Not a little pat, Ready? a big one. That's not that's there, too little. There. Way to go, but no, back. really hammer it. Like hammer your own back there. Just give yourself a bit of a bruise. Yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. Ow. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Question Cops
0: Question Cops
2: If there's a question that you've had Let us know and we'll ask Chad
0: Question Cops Question Cops
1: Constable Chad Peterson from Calgary Police Service Welcome back to the studio Welcome back Thanks so much nice We for having me. have another round of questions for you Some from us, some from friends of the show Should we get right into it? Yeah, for sure Okay, this is from friend of the show, Heather And she wants to know if window tint for front windows
0: Is still illegal in Alberta uh, It is It is. It is. And when you think of it, when you're crossing the street, a lot of people want to know that the driver at the stoplight or coming up can see them. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking into the vehicle as a pedestrian, you want to look. You generally, at least I, look into the driver's eyes, make sure that they actually see me before I cross. If the window is super tinted, then that can't happen. You see a lot of tinted front windows around Alberta. You you do. It's let's let's be honest, everybody thinks the car looks better with tinted windows. Yeah. That's why people do it. It
2: looks sexy. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's
0: badass. So, huh. so how do you guys handle that then? Like if you st- it's up up kinda like we were going back before with officer discretion mm-hmm. for, for the tent, you can choose to to give the tint ticket or not. And there's there's also a big difference between if you go with a light tint where it just makes like it's a, a slight tint versus if you're rolling around with limo tint. They're they're two very different things as well so right
2: what do people always get wrong about cops or what do you wish people knew about your line of
0: work that's there's so much but the big thing is that we're not robots because you like you put on a uniform and i'm the same as the next cop that you're going to see and quite often at calls we're just very stoic we'll show no emotion but we feel a lot of the emotion it's just we can't because we see so many different things and it's whoever's emergency whoever's crisis so if i show up and i'm really emotional it could either ramp that person up so our job is to go there be impartial it doesn't matter what my opinion on the situation is i go there to enforce the law so we kind of don't show all of the emotion that sometimes we wish we could but that's that's the big thing like I go home to my wife and son every night just like 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 Beckler does and it was just a different line of work so that's like that's the big one they just to remember that we're we are the people and we, we chose to do this job that is tough but also very rewarding
2: so people you think when when they see you stoic think that means you have no emotion and that you're you're heartless essentially but that's not the case
0: yeah and it's and it's tough because we see it all the time and you just kind of have to put on this face because if you if you didn't and you let everything get in you would just be an absolute wreck so it's just kind of one of our ways that we manage ourselves interesting
2: is there anything you think should be punished
0: more severely severely or or less severely even Honestly, there's things that I wish would and wouldn't, but that's kind of a, a common theme, I think, with everybody. With that, it's tough, though, because I don't have all of the information. The, the judges that are making the law, they have so much case law and so much fact that I don't have as a frontline officer. And I have to trust that they are looking out for everybody's best interest with that. So without the proper like all of the information, it's really hard for me to say something should or shouldn't be. Right. So I just kind of put my faith in the system. And When you talk about responding to a call where emotions are running high, it kind
1: of ties into this. Recently in the city, there have been some high profile protests in some cases which have even resulted in violence between demonstrators and anti-protesters uh, or counter-protesters. How do you guys approach that? When you're called to a protest, um, what do you look for to, to make the decision to go from being just a
0: presence at this demonstration to actually becoming involved? So with that, we like we will generally be aware of a protest before it's going to happen. And we're quite often in touch with the organization organizers of the protest. Uh and then based off of kind of talking to them and the numbers that we gather we'll we'll look into then deploying the resources that we feel is most appropriate. And if it's a protest that we don't need the we don't need a heavy police presence at, then we can just sit back and let the protest do its its thing because we don't need to be there. But when we have to start considering stepping in is when there starts to be violence if the if the if there's a counter protest group if they start clashing then we then we may have to step in because every our job is for everybody's safety we're not there to police their opinions or beliefs we're there to police the behavior Mm. so we'll have to step in if it starts to get violent and then we'll also consider hey can we wait to do the enforcement part if it's just a ticket do i need to do it at that specific time and maybe risk escalating the situation. Yeah, that that's always something we try to consider. We don't want to step in and because, like you said, everyone's there. They they believe in what they're protesting for, and good for them for coming out and and like expere- like expressing their beliefs as long as they're doing it in like the peaceful, lawful way. That that's amazing.
1: Chad Peterson is a constable with Calgary Police Service. He uh, has become a weekly guest on this show, answering your questions about policing. In Calgary and in general. You can find him across social media at CPS Constable and get your questions into us, however, you prefer to get in touch with us.
0: The Beckler and Shauna podcast.
2: I saw this picture of the new Dodge Ram 1500 EV. And oh, yeah. When I saw the photo of it, for a second, I thought the way the light was hitting it, that it was a convertible half ton
1: truck. I know what you mean because it's got that two tone. Look at this.
2: Look at this picture. I I actually brought it in. I'll I'll post it because it's hilarious to me. When I first saw that, I was like, it looks like it's a convertible. It looks like (laughs) the top is a convertible top.
1: It's that two-tone. Yeah, the top is black and the body is gray. Yeah. And it looks like just because it's in a dark setting that there is no... Top on this totally, and then all I could think trip. about
2: is is the hilarious concept of a convertible half ton truck. I was just like, <laughs> this is amazing. Terry would friggin' hate it, right? Because for him, the convertibles are for the you know the frilly lilies out there or the the trophy wives. They be driving around in the convertibles. Convertibles his-
1: for a guy who throws his golf clubs in the back. Absolutely, and Terry's not about that. His is truck
2: he? is for working. Okay, yeah. that's what he needs. So he would hate the convertible truck for sure. But then, the visual <sighs> of Terry and his mullet fluttering in the wind in that thing. Yeah. I was like, he may actually grow to love it if he gave it a shot. I would buy it. It's
1: got girls in bikinis in the back of it. Absolutely. Do think, I don't know if Terry would hate it. That's what... Because you got to think, like, oh, well, I guess there have been convertible trucks if you stretch your definition of what a truck is. Like, the Chevy SSR was, okay. quote unquote, a convertible pickup truck. Interesting. Um, I think the... The Jeep Gladiator comes like with a removable top and doors, right? So And
2: that's just it. Like um, I I like Jeeps and I love when you can remove the the top and, the, and so that concept and then you just to kind of extend the bed on it and all of a sudden you get this convertible half ton, right?
1: What about a T-top? What Ooh. about a uh yeah. what about a Firebird or a Trans Am with a T-top? Terry loves that. Doesn't yeah, that's he? That's
2: true. It's yeah, true.
1: Um,
2: that like the visual at first is is kind of ridiculous, but uh, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I think I'd want
1: this a convertible truck. A convertible truck. I I've, also guarantee there are some rednecks somewhere who have sawed the top absolutely. off a pickup truck and oh, made you their Google own, that and like, I
2: no, I I saw it when I because I was like, sure. is this a thing already? And then nope, that's what you saw is a bunch of terriers who made their own convertible trucks. And I think he'd be more for that because then look what I did, right? right. Then he welded and he worked on it himself. Bit different, but I was thinking, you know. Down the line somewhere, I might want a truck. And mm-hmm. now that I think of this concept, I'm like, I want a convertible truck.
1: That's Convertibles want. are a ton of fun. Yes. In, it's just tough in this climate, right? Because we know. don't get as much. But if you live somewhere really warm. Yep. Convertible would be awesome. It's kind of like the
2: Jeep, but with the practicality of a truck bed. I like it. I think it should become a thing, okay? You
1: could take your truck to work, but then when the work day's over... Exactly. Then you switch your truck into party mode. Yeah. And away you go, Terry. It's
2: like your mullet, but in truck form. (laughs) Okay, Yeah. Yeah. You've
0: been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast.
1: Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home.
0: You want more? Then tune in to X
2: Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative x92.9 Monday through Friday 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x92.9.ca and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use later
0: x After Hours a weekly podcast that brings x Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio like, f**k. they're going to say f**k. find X after hours, wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.